Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Welcome once again to Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Storholt here alongside Carrie Qureshi. Great to be with Carrie once again, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you in Arkansas and Texas. Find us online at QureshiLaw.com. Carrie, how are you this month? I'm doing great. How are you, Walter? I'm glad to hear that. I am well, and we've got a great show on the agenda for today. Just to give you a little preview of what we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about excuses and the excuses that keep us from retiring. And I've got a couple of examples of excuses we've heard throughout the years, and we'll find out why this might actually be, why these excuses might be so prevalent, and how often these really aren't founded in truth. And we can maybe end up being in a better position for retirement than we actually think. So we're going to look at some excuses and see if we can get rid of them from your financial life. All that and much more on the way on today's show. But let's get things started off like we always like to do, Carrie, with a great quote of the month. And this one comes from financial author Robert G. Allen, who said, How many millionaires do you know who have become wealthy by investing in savings accounts? I rest my case. What do you think? Well, I think that's important because he also says who have become wealthy. I think that that's different from also, you know, they're already wealthy and they're just trying to protect what they have. But for a lot of our clients, having money and savings accounts and CDs, you know, they feel like that is a safe way to, you know, protect their money and invest. But it's really not because that's not even keeping up with inflation these days. And so there's still a risk to that. And so I think he's absolutely right. You know, you're not going to become wealthy by keeping your money, you know, solely in, in savings accounts. Yeah, it's, there's a good lesson, I think, to learn there that you've, it, it co- goes back to that risk conversation, right? So you're going to have to take some risk, you just have to take them at the right time and in the right situations. Right. And then the, the amount of risk that you're comfortable you know, mm-hmm. and willing to take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great point as well. So uh, a good uh, tone setter for our conversation today, which, as we talked about, was about excuses keeping people from retiring. And sometimes people say this, you know, they don't want to retire and they really mean it. You know, there are those folks that just truly are like, I love working. I really do. I'm not just saying that. And I want to work the rest of my life for as long as I can physically do it. But other times I think people will say that because it's a defense mechanism, maybe to compensate for the fact that they feel like they can't retire rather than they don't really want to retire. So I want to explore some of the possible meanings behind that statement, I don't want to retire. Now let's take that first one. Sometimes it's maybe true, sometimes it's not. People who say, I love my career. I'm sure you've heard that many times before from folks you've met with, and they use that as a reason for not retiring. Right. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of people, you know, that they say, oh, I love what I'm doing. I don't want to stop. But I also hear probably equally as much that I, I don't like what I'm doing and I want to retire as soon as possible. But I think, you know, when people are saying that I love my career, they can definitely love what they're doing. But I feel like at some point, you know, their health may change, you know, maybe their job role or their company might change and they might not be allowed to continue working as long as they want. And so I think it's important to have a backup plan, even if you do see yourself continuing to work for, you know, into retirement, have that backup plan, just in case if you can't continue work, and you're not going to depend on that income. Yeah, that's a really good point. And so I love my career. Definitely one of those, you know, I think statements that a lot of people will go to. And again, I can see a lot of truth in it. 
but sometimes not always the case. There's another excuse, Carrie, where you hear people say, I'd be bored if I was retired. Is that an often one that uh, comes across your screen? I think this is the most common, and this would probably be me. Um, I would be bored. I feel like getting up every day and having something to do and having a schedule is important to me. And so maybe people that don't necessarily just absolutely love what they do, but they don't want to sit at home and twiddle their thumbs. They don't really have hobbies that they know, oh, I'm going to go golf every day. And so for these type of people, you know, maybe even getting a different job, maybe, you know, something with less stress, a part-time job or consulting or even a volunteer opportunity. We often have these discussions in our office. So even if you don't want to work, but you're afraid of being bored, you know, let's look for volunteer opportunities. Where can you really go and impact your community and find something that you have a passion for? Because you don't want to go to work every day just because you're bored. Let's find something that really interests you and is worth your time. And so I think that that one, you know, like I said, is very common these days. Yeah, it certainly is. I've got two more for you as well. The next one is sometimes people are way off base. Sometimes they're right. I don't have enough money to retire. I just haven't saved enough. It's not in the cards for me. I've heard many people that I'm close to that I know who have said that kind of statement before. I have to imagine that's another popular one for you. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, in a, in a lot of cases, you know, they can be right because they realize that they haven't saved enough and they you know, know by looking at their accounts, you know, to be honest, we don't have enough. But there's a whole nother sector of clients that feel that they don't have enough money to retire, but they've never really sat down and done any type of planning to understand you know, what expenses are going to change in retirement? You know, are there things, you know, expenses that are going to go down, looking at the impact of Social Security or a pension? And sometimes once we get done with the plan, I've had some clients that are actually pleasantly surprised because I've shown them, you know, hey, you can retire. Now, it may not be ideal on, on a monthly budget where we do vacations all the time and everything, but if they're okay with that and based on their goals and their needs, you know, they're actually surprised that they are going to make it. So I think that, you know, for us, that's why it's so important on the planning aspect. We can't ever go in and make just a blanket, you know, recommendation on any type of investment or insurance product without knowing the client's situation and knowing where they want to go and where they want to end up, you know, in the long run. All right, one more good example here, and that would be the folks who say, you know, it's more of a confidence issue. I'm not confident enough in my portfolio, or maybe, you know, it's a fill in the blank. It's I'm not confident enough in my plan or my advisor to just walk away from work right now. So they even know that they may have enough to retire. They may be, you know, in a good position to do so, but they just don't have the confidence to be able to do it. Right. And, you know, I think that one's really scary because I think if you have enough confidence in what you've saved, You shouldn't be working with that advisor if you don't have confidence in their ability to help manage that portfolio or address your financial planning needs. And so I think that, again, you know, that comes back to having a solid plan and looking at, you know, a retirement plan or an income plan to build that confidence, you know, is is critical. Well, if people have questions about this kind of thing, 
Carrie, and they want to dive in a little bit more to the conversation with you about this kind of stuff, whether it's confidence that they're seeking or wanting to get that question answered about, you know, even if it's not financial, like it's the people who think they'll be bored in retirement. Do you help people like that figure out what they want to retire to, like another activity in retirement that they can, you know, reach for and plan for? Does your planning process kind of account for all those moving parts? Absolutely. And I think that's what I enjoy the most um, is getting to have those discussions with my client about, you know, where do you see yourself in the next 10 or 15 years? And what are some goals? And we talk about, you know, we want to have an active lifestyle in retirement. Okay, what does that look like? Or some people will say, well, we really do want to slow down. We, you know, we want to downsize or, you know, we talk about that and we have them imagine that now so that they get comfortable with that and so that we can build a plan around all of their goals. And so we're definitely taking that into account now versus being reactive when that time comes. If you are looking for a place to start, the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit may be the place to begin for a lot of our listeners who haven't worked with Carrie before. You really will learn from that toolkit a lot about the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning into one cohesive plan. Carrie, what do you put into the toolkit? What are some of the tangible items in there, and uh, who's it a good fit for? So as far as, you know, what we put in the toolkit, I mean, it's a physical kit that we ship to your home. And so it's this big box. There are two of the books that I've written. One is on estate planning and then the other one is on investing um, and more on the wealth management aspects. And so besides the two books, we have a couple of handouts. We have an audio CD where I talk through some of the ideas around a tax-free retirement And so, you know, lots of great stuff within that toolkit. And really, I would say the best fit um, is for, you know, people that are near retirement, 10, 15 years from retirement or already in retirement and are having questions about, you know, how do I protect my wealth? How do I protect my loved ones? And how do I create and leave a legacy for my family? Those are really important questions that we can help you solve. Absolutely. And if you want to get that toolkit, you can check the website, QureshiLaw.com, QureshiLaw.com. We'll put a link to the website in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to access. Or give a call to Carrie at 870-275-4304. That's 870-275-4304. There you have it. Some of the excuses that keep us from retiring. Have you made those excuses before? or has a loved one, someone you know, made those excuses, maybe there's some ways we can solve those problems and those excuses so that you can indeed go ahead and retire if that's a goal of yours. Keep that in mind as you start thinking about things here and start planning for the future. It's time to get to know Carrie a little bit better. We call this Getting to Know You. It's Getting to Know You time. All right, Carrie, my fun question for you this week. I'm going to do something really mean to you. I'm going to force you to move out of Arkansas and Texas. And I'm going to tell you, if you had to live in a different state, if I made made it the case, you got to go live somewhere else, where would you go? So would this be full-time or could this like be a part-time? No, like you've got out. to go live. In an, <laughs> you have to live in another state. Now, I suppose with this being a legal and financial show, you know, you could probably just, you know, there's the what, the six month thing for all, you know, to simplify things, stay somewhere for more than six months and you claim residency. So you have to at least claim residency in this new location. Okay. 
Because to me, I mean, that would be really hard. Um, <laughs> it, it would be nice to split your time between Florida, you know, and, and you know, a, a northern state in the summertime because our, our heat down here is just is miserable in the sure. summer. But to see, I would say if I had to pick one state, I think I would try Colorado. Oh, I would like okay. to go somewhere with mountains and snow and that's probably crazy coming from me because I am, I'm cold natured. I hate the cold. <laughs> um, but just growing up in the South, like we just, we didn't do a lot of skiing and have a lot of like pretty snow. And so I think that would be completely different than where I live now. Yeah. So just something different to sort of, uh, you know, get you excited. I think that would be fun. It, it, I didn't I say don't know if I was staying there forever. Yeah. Like you couldn't make mm-hmm. promise that, but I think at least a year or two, I think that would be a good experience. I think Colorado would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And I don't think it's so bitterly cold there. I mean, unless you live like on the mountain, obviously it gets really cold there, but it's not like you're going and living in like Northern Maine or, you know, Minnesota where it's, you know, super, super cold. I don't know. People who've been to Colorado, maybe. Or Alaska. Alaska. There you go. The, the daytime. I couldn't do the darkness. Thing. Yeah, that would, that be, would be really tough. That would be tough. But uh, I like your Colorado answer. I'd get on board with that. That's that's on uh, <laughs> one of our next states to go visit. We've got that. It's pretty high on the list of places that we want to go check out. So yep. I, I could see living there for a little while. That'd be very fun. All right. If you, if you could split your time, would it be a different answer? So like if you can do half and half, would that change your answer if you don't have to account for, oh, you've got to be there all year round? Well, I think I could still do Colorado, but I would probably do like a Florida beach vacation house if I could split my go. time. There you that go. would be pretty awesome. There you go. All right. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. Get head, head south even further for the winter. There you go. Yep. Very cool. Well, the good news is, Carrie, you don't have to leave. You can stay in Arkansas. We're not, okay. not going to force you. Thank you. I just, I just moved back a couple of years ago, and I'm getting kind of settled, and I like it You're here. You're like, I don't, I don't want to leave again. Yeah, after last month's question where you were kind of like, where are you going to be 10 years from now? And you're like, I want to be in the same place. And then this this year, this week, I'm telling you, oh, you got to go uh, move, move away. We really turned your life upside down in that 10-year time frame. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're totally throwing me off here. That's right. Too funny. All right. Well, uh, let's not do that anymore. You're, you're back on track and you, and you can stay in Arkansas. So, hey, we've got a, a great question from uh, one of our listeners here. I want to make sure that we get to on today's show. So this one comes to us from Gilda in Little Rock as we open up the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so Gilda says, I just received a large amount of cash from my mom's estate after the sale of her house. I'm hesitant to invest this in the market because it seems that I'd be buying high right now. How should I handle these funds? Mm, Okay, so she's hesitant to invest in the market now because it seems she'd be buying high. Yeah. So, you know, our advice with our investment clients is, you know, we, we can't predict the markets. We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know when the markets are going to go up and go down, but we know over a period of time, over a long period of time, that the markets have always risen. They've always gone up. And so for us, it's not about getting in at a certain time because, you know, if it seems like she's buying high, you know, Gilda, if you sit on the sidelines, you know, and you think you're going to wait for it to go down, what if the markets go up? And then you, you, you're you kicking yourself in the rear because you didn't get in 
you know, sooner. And so there's never there's never a right time unless you kind of go back. I think there's an old saying, Walter, that the best time to plant a tree was 50 years ago. And then the second best time is today. Right, right. That, that's kind of what I feel like on, on this question is, you know, you know, Gideon now and leave it alone and let it do its its job. I mean, you know, we're not trying to time the market or pick different stocks, but you know, over over time, you know, equities have have always been the greatest, you know, wealth creation tool, you know, available to investors. Well, that's a great point and uh it really has been a great tool for folks, but uh you do get these people all the time who uh, and and I understand it. I'm every, we all think this way where you want to time the market and it's just really hard to do that. And so you got to be careful when you start having those kinds of conversations, but I think Gilda is really smart here because so many people get into this situation. I mean, how how often in your life do you all of a sudden have a whole bunch of cash at your disposal? You know, it's not something that we have a lot of experience with, right? We get paid in, for the most part, small amounts over a long period of time, and we budget and we learn to live on those amounts. Whenever somebody gets this large piece of cash all of a sudden, people make really bad decisions because we don't have any experience to rely on from having done that before. And so seeking outside guidance seems really wise in Gilda's case here. Right. And it all depends on her other assets, too. I mean, not knowing like what else, you know, is involved within her financial picture. I mean, that that's why, again, you know, we're so big on doing a complete plan because maybe she doesn't need to put it in the market or maybe we could put it in something that's really low risk and it's still going to accomplish her goals. And so we've got to, you know, take a step back and look at the big picture and what's right just in her particular situation. It's a great point. And Gilda, thank you so much for sending that question into us as well. If you want to submit your question to be featured on a future show, you can always do that at CoratiLaw.com. That's also where you can ask for the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit. It's a free toolkit that Carrie will send out to you if you want to learn more about integrating financial, legal, and life planning into your situation and as you prepare for retirement and your financial future it's really important to make sure all those things are working together and you can get the toolkit that helps get you a great start at that process uh, all you have to do is go to kureshilaw.com or call 870-275-4304 that's 870-275-4304 or just check the description show notes of today's program and you'll be able to find the necessary links and information there. Carrie, that's all the time that we have for on today's podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time out to join us, and we'll look forward to another great conversation next time around. Yep. Thank you so much, Walter. It was so fun. All right. Had a great time as well, and we'll talk to you soon. That's Carrie Qureshi. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. 
Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.